We're bringing these up because we want you and your partner to be able to have conversations. I mean, the number one thing we hope for couples is that you can share your thoughts, your dreams, your insight. You can also share your doubt, your confusion, areas where you're like, hey, can we have a conversation? Because I don't know where I stand on this. This This is is the the Connecting Couples Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff. And we're about four episodes into this series we're doing called What We Wish We Knew. We didn't realize how much we were going to enjoy talking about this stuff, but we have a lot to say when it comes to (laughs) things that we just wish we had insight on before we got married. And I want to just say, too, it doesn't mean we wouldn't have chosen each other. It just means that some of the tricky spots that we have navigated in our relationship might have gone a little bit more smoothly. And so we want to bring to you just content topics that will help you go back to a conversation maybe that should have been had or maybe have a conversation about something that can be adjusted slightly and go a lot better for you in the area of relationship, in your marriage. This whole topic was really birthed out of us doing this premarital work uh, that we've kind of developed. And we're like, man... So many people need this information. So many of us just didn't get this information. We get married and we kind of expect love to do its thing and and kind of we'll figure out how to do it. We kind of build the ship as we go sometimes. But it's really important that we take the time to have these discussions. And I know that understanding doesn't always equal change or doesn't always equal um, difference in your relationship. But sometimes when I know kind of why it's hard for me and Angela to talk about something or where her patterns or history or what she's done, where that all came from. It really helps me have empathy for her. It really helps me kind of slow down and not be frustrated yeah. when she's not able to make a decision or, or really pushes to make a decision or, or wants to do something a certain way on vacation or whatever. <laughs> um, so that I can kind of go, Oh yeah, she's just always done this. And that's kind of who she is a little bit. And I can go, ah, oh, that's part of what I love about her actually. And, and I can see her a little bit differently than, than if I just kind of hold on to my rigid way of doing it or see her things as rigid and how she does it. And so we're going to dive into that. We'll dive into some topics today. This particular episode <clears throat> is really to help us kind of go back and ask ourselves, what did I learn from my family of origin? The topic of this episode is topics, specific topics that when you consider what they are and how your family, the family you grew up in, talked about them and interacted with the conversations around the topic, you bring some of that to the table. So let's kind of just bring one up so that we can give you an example. And what we're asking you to consider is, was it easy to talk about, hard to talk about, or was it never discussed at all? And then we'll, we'll also share why this is important on both sides. So the first one, we kind of just made a list and we do this with our premarital couples and have them really assess in their relationship why some of these conversations are hard to have. So the first topic is money. In your family of origin, was it easy to talk about money? Did you guys have lots of conversations about money? Were you shown how to handle money? Did you get insight on whether you should save or spend or tithe or buy a house or rent or whatever those things were, invest? Um, Or was money never talked about? Or what were some of the interactions? And so, Chad, why don't you start? Was it easy? Was it hard? Or was money never discussed? 
money is such a funny thing. In my family, uh, money was one of those things that we just didn't really talk about. We didn't really have a lot of conversations about. You know, if I if I were to call my dad today and say, hey, dad, I was just thinking, how, how much money do you make? What do you make a year and, and what do you do with it? He would, he would very tactfully change the conversation. I would not get an answer. It would be a very confusing topic. He would, he, all of a sudden, he'd be like, oh, man, my van broke or something. I don't know what he would say. I could just imagine. Tell me about what he's doing in the basement or something at the house. But he, wouldn't, he would just wouldn't talk about it. And so it's like I wouldn't even ask him about it at this point because I'm like, that's just not what we do. And so money was really just never never talked about. There was, it was, there was a value around it. I mean, yeah. It was like you should have money, you should save money. I remember even my family praying about what should we do about jobs and being clear about that. But we, when it came to money, the dollar amount. The, yeah, you're never gonna know the dollar amount that my dad made. You're never gonna know, you know what what his plans are with the money or how he invested it or what he did with it. I mean, it was literally like some secret. sort of some. It was a secret. It was an enigma. It didn't even exist. It, a secret. You might know there's a secret. This was like a. Oh, it's a, it's a vapor. It's yeah. a mist. <laughs> this was yeah. an interesting thing. I actually brought this up to my mom a couple of years ago, and we had a really good conversation, actually, about what I felt like I wished I would have had from her. Because she even brought up the question, like, hey, you know, you guys do this podcast, and you talk about things we got wrong as parents. I'm like, Mom, that's not what the, t- the <laughs> podcast... The to- that's the name of it. <laughs> things my parents <laughs> things got wrong. my mom got wrong. Um, <laughs> oh. And I'm like, no, we... We are just learning things that we didn't have any insight on. And you had insight because you did it. I wish you would have told us. Money was one of them. I remember growing up, my mom and dad had things like finding thrifty or on sale or clearance items was always like our first point of contact. If we go into any store, where we start at that store is the clearance. And if we can't find everything we need on that clearance aisle, then we like venture into full price items. My heart feels warm and fuzzy when you say that. I'm telling you, because I love a clearance aisle. Go ahead. But I even remember being in school and, you know, this is kids are just cruel sometimes, but being bullied because I had like off brand polo shirts or, you know, my sodas were were soda pop not coca-cola Sam's cola <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah, things yeah. that i didn't realize my parents were actually making choices to be frugal with their money or save and i didn't understand why i yeah. was never explained and i even said this to my mom a few years ago i'm like i know that a value for our family is to not spend full price when you can you know, spend a discounted price. Clearly I got that message loud and clear or not buy a really expensive shirt or pair of jeans that I might want when you can buy a discounted kind of okay shirt and pair of jeans. But I never knew here is the total amount we make. And out of that amount, this is the percentage we save. This is the percentage we tithe. This is the percentage we we use to budget for our food. This is none of that. Like I, there was just no insight on how to actually maneuver the money. And we have this conversation with so many engaged couples that that are the same. And we often encourage part of our story is we went to a, a credit council and, and helped us understand what could bring our credit number up. Chad had no credit at all when we got married. And so there's like build credit so we can buy a house. Or now what does it look like to save to pay cash for a car? If you, you know, the Dave Ramsey get out of debt thing, there were things that we were learning that we had no insight on. And so us having the conversation in our marriage was influenced by what we didn't get or didn't know 
from our family of origin. So that's one topic. We want you to kind of just consider what do I know about these topics and how does that affect how we interact around it now? So let's move on to the next one. Okay. Politics. Ooh. This one, especially in the last year, has been kind of a hard topic because we have seen a lot of couples come in where they thought they agreed politically, but because there has been more exposure, more things in the media, more, I think, really hard stances taken on either side, couples will now go, wait a minute, I thought we agreed on this, and now we have slight differences. How do we navigate that? What about yeah. your family? <clears throat> well, I mean, in my family, everybody talks about politics. I'll, I'll, say th I'll say this about my family. They'll talk about almost anything. They just won't be specific about what they're thinking. So, like, we'll talk about politics on both sides. We can argue. I have conservatives and liberals or, or progressives, however you want to say that, in my family. I've got – we have really hard conversations. My dad will listen to both sides of arguments, and, and mom will, too. We kind of – I think we're pretty open when it comes to politics. We we will discuss what, why, when, how, and they'll really give you their opinion. And it it really doesn't become a fight. Um, it really is just kind of like this. Hey, this is why they do this, or this is why they do that. Um, and politics, I've, I've we've kind of always seen pretty easily as like, oh, these are trades, these are negotiations, and and kind of sees we see politic politics as as really something that's just something to get a job done. You know, the government is something that gets something done and it's like, what do you value and how do you value it? And then ask them to do it. So it's been, it's in my family, really easy to talk about even things we don't agree on in politics. In my family, it's a little different than that. It feels safe if I think about addressing politics with my family, even something like who are you voting for and why? My family is pretty confident in whatever choice they're making. So once they decide that they're going a certain way, then their number one goal is to convince others to go their same way. And so it's really a challenge if you don't agree exactly with anything they're, they're yeah. agreeing on. Their number one goal is to persuade you. And so if you are not in agreement with their choice, just know that you're in for a very persuasive conversation and you either have to fold or stand your ground, and you have to have the stamina to be able to do that. So I, I remember Thanksgiving of <laughs> 2010 with your brother having a conversation, oh. and and I mean I I've I guess I'm pretty well versed at having these kinds of conversations, but I'm like, okay. I'll just validate him and hang out with him. And I think you're, you, that was maybe why we got yeah, married. Yeah, <laughs> like I saw him not engage the argument and just totally say, yeah, that's a great stance. I'm so glad that you're sharing your position and didn't like defend I didn't push back. Him, I didn't, didn't push back. Yeah, it went yeah. really, really well. So, so in my family, if I think about politics and some other things too, like faith and, and there are some things that you can engage the conversation if you agree with them and there's some sort of alliance. And then it's a very you know, validating conversation for everybody. You feel encouraged and seen and together. But if you come at the conversation with a different perspective or even try to convince them their perspective might be off and they should consider this other thing, be ready for, yeah. you know, not only the conversation, but then lots of email video posts about why <laughs> you're wrong. Why yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, Facebook's so but good. But I can that. imagine now you and I engaging in a conversation around politics or something where either one of us takes a hard stand. Even for me, that pursuer part of me, right? My family of origin really nurtured my pursuing energy <laughs> because there are times when I know I have to come and talk to you about something and I kind of bring my argument with me. Yeah. Like if I'm going to have to defend my position, I have to have my talking points. So here we go. And then you'll be like, oh, that's a, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And I'm like, oh, that was way easier than I it thought it was. It doesn't have to be this hard, you guys. <laughs> I don't know why people are freaking out over politics. Anyway, uh, and I, I'd say that. I know why that some of the stances are really important. And I'm not trying to be dismissive about any of that. But but it was just something I, I'm, I've always been able to just kind of talk about. Um, and again, we're and bringing, I learned that from my family. It was a good thing I got. We're bringing yeah. these up because we want you and your partner to be able to have conversations. I mean, the number one thing we hope for couples is that you can share your thoughts, your dreams, your insight. You can also share your doubt, your confusion, areas where you're like, hey, can we have a conversation? Because I don't know where I stand on this or I don't know what I want to do with my money. And let's together make a make a plan or decide what we're going to do or who we're going to vote for what what our family believes in and that conversation can go a lot better if you have some insight on how the influence has been yeah and again we're just saying like right now we're only talking about what we learned in our family of origin we're not saying what we do or believe in our family about money about we're, politics yeah, about any of we're it. just <laughs> this isn't to, to fight it's yeah. like where did that come from is yeah. this conversation so this is a great one the next one that we're going to talk about is, is sex how did your family talk about sex Sex. Did they? Did you have a great sex talk and sit down with your mom or dad and have this explanation of the human body, how it works, and how we're designed to be together and enjoy sexual experiences and pleasures? This is when go for you, I wish my podcast talents had like crickets uh, sound effects because I would play some crickets right now. <laughs> uh, no, no, we did not talk about sex. There was, there were no conversations about it. I know that there was a, a definite push that young girls, young Christian girls shouldn't have it and that it was possibly bad. That was, there was some implication there. And if we were watching a television show or a movie Back in the day when we, you know, had VHS, my parents would fast forward through scenes or this was a great one I loved. They would hold a pillow up in front of the TV. So I understood the fast action of sex if I, it was happening on the screen or the sounds. The fast action. What do you, because oh. in fast forward, <laughs> oh, they were like fast forwarding through it. I'm like, something is happening. Uh, oh something's going very fast. <laughs> you know, they're naked. Now they're moving fast. Oh you know, gosh. like I just didn't. Don't think about that, folks. Don't didn't think about that. know <laughs> what it really was. And really, even being curious about it sometimes, like, hmm, I wonder what this is and can I talk about it? It was usually dismissed, not discussed, and then I would feel bad about yeah. even bringing it up. Yeah. No, it was kind of the same in my family. I, I want to say that. Like, there were talks about sex, and we would, you know, kind of have some, like, uh, expectations. I think it was cultural expectations, you know, for, for, for us as, as guys, I, I lived with three brothers or two brothers. It was me and two other brothers. And so we all, uh, kind of had this like bravado. We all played sports. We all did, um, lots of different things. And so there was this like, Hey, you can, you can be flirty. You can have girlfriends. You can, but there wasn't a, a real practical discussion of how does that work? And mm. so 
we kind of knew about sex and kind of figured out some sex stuff. But, uh, <laughs> stuff, sex but, stuff. But we didn't, I think where I primarily learned about sex with friend, friends at school. Yeah. I mean, that they're, you know, call, conversations in a hallway or having a friend tell you or a health class. You know, I was in the class and, and some my football coach telling me, hey, this is the birds and the bees. Oh, you know, I just think about a, a little pitch I want to say. The world out there will definitely influence our children about sex if we don't take the time to tell our children what and, they want to know. So that's my little plug. If you're a parent with kids, talk to them about sex. Well, and, and, and what what really is sad is there's these expectations that kind of get put on us. And, and I'll say that from my family of origin, I think, and, and really the lack of influence from my family of origin. Yeah. There wasn't like a, this is how you engage in sex for pleasure with a partner who you're committed to. It was like be a uh, sexual being, a, a, a be sexual in some ways, because that's what culture kind of tells you to be. But not with lust and be godly well, and treat and not all really. No, that wasn't my experience. It was like you're allowed to be lustful and you're allowed to be sexual and you're allowed to. That is a part of who you are, but it's not. Um, but but then there's also this other side where you go to church, but but you're expected to kind of have these two worlds in a way. And, and it was it was really confusing. I mean, it yeah. really kind of led to a breakdown in like some of my faith a little bit to say, I don't know how to talk about or be sexual and not be this other thing, right, that, that culture has told me. And then also go to youth group on Sunday morning and think, okay, how do I navigate that? How do I be respectful and loving? And then how do I also kind of stay in this place where everybody expects me to be the star football player on, on Monday, yeah. right? The guy that, that is kind of that guy. And so it was really confusing. I, I mean, it just left so me in a vague again, space. One of the reasons we want to bring these topics up is to say, have you considered what your partner's experience is around this topic? So now if Chad and I have a conversation about sex, it's not just this is my view and I'm bringing my view to you. It's how does how does my view and my experience with how I learned what I understand now interact with your view and what you learned and understand about this topic? That is what is kind of causing a little bit of conflict when we have a conversation is that sometimes we approach these topics with what I understand and what I believe is the right way on either side instead of what do you understand and believe about this topic? What do I understand and believe about this topic, about politics, about sex, about money? And how now do we come together with this topic and form, again, we keep coming back to this concept, our family, our ideas, our values, our mission statement around faith, politics, sex, any of these topics. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to say, Again, we're, we're heading into our connect point in just a second, but, but I want to say the goal here is not that we would uh, arrive on a topic or, or get into a fight over this. Or, or the, really, the goal is that we would go back and we would look at this and say, where did I learn this? How did I learn this? And how do I want to navigate these conversations that are pretty central uh, to values and to ethic and to, to even family direction and say, this, this is a big deal you know, these things that I didn't learn or the way that I, I treat sex or the way that I treat politics or the way that I treat money is really impacted by what I learned back there. And if you if you can kind of look at that and hold that in, in tension with your own experience with your partner, it really helps you guys have a different conversation about it. it again, not to start a fight, not to push on something that, that would 
uh, erupt and say who's right or who's wrong because there there isn't. Right. I mean, there are smart people on all sides of every conversation. The truth is, how do we, how do Angela and I navigate a conversation around sex when neither one of us had that talk, when neither one of us had a good example of how to discuss this? We didn't have that kind of safety around sex. And man, I'll tell you that, that the topic of sex is one that I want to make sure that Christian couples talk about. Yeah. It's something that Any really, couple really, but definitely. <laughs> it, well, yeah, but I mean, but I think in Christian culture, it really got shut down. Yeah. In, in my generation, it was like, hey, don't do that. Purity don't talk culture. about that. Don't think yeah. about that. Don't be that, you know, avert your eyes all the time. Make sure you're pure. And, and yet culture at large kind of said, be sexual, be this other thing. So I think a lot of Christian couples especially are stuck in this dogma around it. And so I want to encourage you to have that conversation. Like, where did I learn this? What do I believe about it? How do we talk about sex? Before we wrap up this episode, I want to bring up one more thing that I think is really an important topic, which is the topic of getting it wrong and then asking for forgiveness and then also offering forgiveness. In your family of origin, did you see your parents, your siblings, people in your family say, hey, I'm sorry, I did that wrong, or I hurt you, or I misled you, or I disappointed you, or whatever the thing was, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? And then was there an active practice of the person saying, I forgive you, it's okay? Because I didn't get any of that in my family of origin. Even though I come from a very faith and God-fearing family, we didn't have a huge practice of, I'm sorry, can you forgive me? The reason I bring this up is because pursuers and withdrawers get into conflict. And we've already done the anatomy of a repair was one of our series where we talk about how we overcome, make an amends, do a repair, and restore some of these fights that we have. Some of these places where we get into conflict. And we... If we didn't have an experience of what it looks like to do that repair, it can be a really challenging yeah, conversation sure. to have. Yep. That's so good. I like that, you know, you're thinking about that and saying, hey, how, how do we repair? If we didn't see repairs happen, if, if conflicts were always just shut down or somebody blew up and then we got, got past it, we just got over it, yeah. so to speak. Um, Pretended th- it didn't happen and go back to just interacting normally is usually what my family did. Then those conversations weren't modeled for us and it's going to be hard. Yeah. Uh, just like anything else we learn in life, it's going to be complex. It's going to be hard to, to navigate those moments. And so this leads us to our connect point, Ange. And so if, if you guys would take some time and, and kind of make a list and you can just use the three or four points that we've mentioned here, money, politics, sex, forgiveness, and, and you can use those and say, was that easy to talk about, hard to talk about, or never talked about in my family of origin? And then have a little conversation with each other about what, what was that? Why what was, was that? your experience yeah. around that topic? And can you consider your partner's experience and how that interacts? We would even love it if in addition to the four that we mentioned, add a few of your own. Make a list of other topics maybe that you guys have had a challenge navigating and ask your partner their experience around whatever that topic was. Well, and every one of these topics probably deserves a series of it's episodes. <laughs> so I was talking about sex a minute ago. And I'm like, man, I could just go we on and on, <laughs> yeah. on it. but I'm like, th- take the time to sit down and, and break it out. And if, 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 you know, you get to the politics section and you realize, Oh wait, there are about 10 things in politics that we did or didn't talk about or can't talk about in our relationship. I would encourage you to say, Oh, well, how did that get handled in my family of origin? Yeah. And look at that for a little bit. Thank you so much for listening to this 
podcast with us. Thank you for being on this journey with us. We really do consider it a privilege to get to journey with you. If you're enjoying this and it's something you think, hey, this this is really helping our relationship, please like us, give us the thumbs up, rate us, give us a comment, send us feedback. We we really do appreciate that. We like like that. It also helps us get in front of more people. Share it with a friend if it's something that's helping you. Thank you so much for checking this out. We'll see you in the next one.